This is Binghamton Now on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF News. Sunshine today, high near 61. Tonight will be mostly clear, low around 43. On Friday, Increasing clouds, showers lately in the afternoon, high near 62. Wednesday morning, Broome County Sheriff's Office responded to an accident on the I-88 West, I-81 South overpass in the town of Shenangle involving six different vehicles. The investigation found that a 2001 Dodge pickup truck was traveling westbound on the I-88 overpass when the vehicle hit a patch of ice and flipped onto its hood. The vehicle immediately behind the truck was able to stop before a collision could occur, but the next four vehicles were not so lucky. Those vehicles hit the ice, were unable to stop, and collided with the truck and each other. The accident led to the closure of I-88 westbound near Exit 2 for several hours for cleanup. Two of the drivers were transported to Wilson and Lawrence Hospital for minor injuries. The accident report shows that the ice was caused by a parked construction site water truck that was leaking water onto the highway. No charges have been filed at this time. The Friendly's Restaurant has been a fixture in Johnson City for nearly four decades. It was torn down this week. Demolition crews started operations to remove the Friendly's structure just east, to east of the Oakdale Commons on Wednesday morning. The eatery at 561 Harriel Drive had been the last Friendly's unit still open in the Binghamton area. The restaurant closed in September, a few months after its manager insisted the place would remain open. When the Friendly's restaurant opened the building in 1984, it was the chain's fifth location in Broome County. Units on the Vestal Parkway and at the Oakdale Mall in Johnson City closed in 2013. Locations on East Main Street in Endicott and Upper Front Street in the town of Shenango were shut down in 2019. Demolition workers told WNBF News they expect the Harriel Drive site will be cleared by the end of the week. Splash Car Wash of Connecticut has received approval to set up a unit at the Johnson City site. The company has not announced when the new car wash will open. New York State is considering changing graduation requirements for high school students. The Education Department has drafted some suggested changes. According to the New York State Education Department, recommendations were made from the Blue Ribbon Commission on Graduation Measures to the Board of Regents. It's an effort that brings together student voices along with a diverse range of stakeholders including parents, educators, administrators, school support staff, representatives of higher education, and the business community. The Blue Ribbon Commission on Graduation Measures identified high-level skills, knowledge areas, and uh, competencies that holistically reflect successful outcomes of P-12 education. There are 12 Blue Ribbon Commission recommendations. For more information about those recommendations and the graduation measure initiative, visit the WNBF app and WNBF.com. A proposed ban on non-compete agreements has come under a fierce attack by business groups in New York State. 
An affiliate of the Business Council of New York launched a $1 million ad campaign last month in an attempt to pressure Governor Kathy Hochul into rejecting a ban passed by the legislature in June. Lawmakers voted to have New York join California and some other states in banning non-compete deals, which critics say can trap workers in middling jobs by preventing them from taking their skills elsewhere for better pay. Business groups say the ban shouldn't apply to certain industries and job levels, like top executives or partners in tech companies or law firms. Some residents who live near the turbines of a recently constructed wind farm east of Binghamton are not happy with the noise generated by the facility. The Bluestone Wind Project was commissioned in September to construct 26 turbines in the towns of Windsor and Sanford. Each 240-foot-long turbines are mounted to a 350-foot-tall post. Four of the turbines are in Windsor, with most of the units of the 122-megawatt project in Sanford. The units are scattered across about 6,000 acres. The town of Sanford board has heard complaints from a few residents about the noise from the turbine sites at the board's Tuesday meeting. Patrice Van Slyke told WNBF News on Wednesday that the turbine blades have been idle for the past couple of days. She said she doesn't know why they appear to have been shut off. Van Slyke said she's lived in Sanford for about 50 years and notes that when the turbines are operating, she hears a constant humming noise. The turbine blades can also create a whooshing sound when they're spinning rapidly. She she submitted a complaint to Bluestone, but said the company advised her that the noise is being kept within acceptable limits. Toronto-based Northland Power owns the wind farm. A company representative did not immediately respond to phone and email requests for comments. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF. Bob Joseph, this is Binghamton Now for Thursday, November 16th, 2023. 607-772-1290. That is the Binghamton Now number. You are encouraged to call the number and guide the program over the next three hours. What topics will catch our fancy today. Well, try a few new topics if you want, or use the old topics. Whatever you want. News Radio, WNBF. 92.1 FM, 1290 AM. Streaming at WNBF.com. Morning, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where? Are you calling from? John in Binghamton, I want the pork fried rice and spare ribs. Do them right this time, please. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Uh, Bob, uh, you know, uh, I'd like to talk about another energy hub. This one is not in Endicott. And this is the hydrogen hub. And people may be familiar with a company called Plug Power especially if they have it in their portfolio. I think it lost 40% a couple of days ago. Again, with this company, uh, 
it is a, a go, going concern warning. A billion, uh, I think, one point eight billion in new finding, uh, new findings of liability. Schumer was in Rochester touting this on June twenty third or mm-hmm. something like that. Did he say it was going to be a game changer? Yeah, four hundred jobs. Yeah. <laughs> so, by the way, I'll, I'll allow you to continue, but. Wouldn't it be funny? We talk so often about the number of specific projects in the Binghamton area in Broome County that have been touted and never came to fruition. Wouldn't it be funny if somebody from a news organization would tally up how many jobs Charles Schumer has promised since he became a senator? How many jobs promised versus how many jobs that actually um, were created from the projects that he uh, suggested would be a well, game changer. Uh, probably exceed the population of the state, you know. Uh, we should have that, the cost of jobs clock. Put that right on. <laughs> well, maybe the Democrats controlling city council will come up with that, you know. They might, that might be one of the first things they do in January. City Council approving a resolution to post a cost of jobs clock at the corner of Holly and State Streets. You know, the clock is still around. Well, uh, it it can be reconfigured. Happy New Year. Put it up for Happy New Year. Uh, So, uh, you know, if these weren't publicly... Here's where they went wrong if they wanted to pull these... uh, scams off. They, they should have never dealt with publicly traded <laughs> companies because, and, and the question is, doesn't anybody in Schumer's office, you know, he's up there, $100 million for this, $200 million for that, $300 million for this, uh, doesn't anybody in his office read uh, the SEC filings? <laughs> no, because they don't care. It's not his money. It's not their money. It's your money and it's my money. They don't care. I, I mean, now, that's a theory. I can't prove that because Senator Schumer's office doesn't communicate with my office. So, but my theory is if they communicated, that would be one of the questions I might ask Senator Schumer. Does anyone in your office pay attention to SEC filings and other publicly available information about the companies that are receiving federal assistance? You know, I talked to Dinopoli, uh after he came out of your show, and he he indicated <clears throat> that you know the, the 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 comptroller doesn't have any power to evaluate these deals, and uh, he he would use the power if he had it. So that's that's how bad it is. You don't even have to run it through the the comptroller's office. Uh, you know, yet it's it's a tax uh, payer expenditure. Uh, you know, I once had a battery company, Bob, and I forgot about that until this. Uh, I am three uh, CEO. This new CEO was named. I said, well, this might ring a bell. And uh, he has some patents. Uh, he, you know, it's sort of like songwriting now. There's there's five or six people in a patent. But he has his name on some patents that went to a company called Valence Technology Austin. Now, I uh, did some due diligence. It was about a $20 stock when I bought it. And it was, uh, uh, it uh, seemed to have, uh, attributes uh, that that might come uh, through uh, but uh, unfortunately went bankrupt uh, and it was in bankruptcy for a long time and the shareholders got zero they didn't even get a new piece of paper so uh, 
and uh, the what I'm I guess my point is what I'm trying to say is anything uh, lithium or anything battery oriented unless it's a big cap company uh, you're you're gambling and the politicians uh, want to gamble with our money again and again uh, I would also point well we can do that another time yeah uh, I mean I, I think what you have given us a, a fairly important uh, start to uh, things to chew on well yes and here's here's one more thing you know the batisti uh and the legislature uh, chairman got together and they with fred Absher, and here's the deal they constructed as i understand it and we'll see about this but uh let me put it out there as a speculation uh four less district attorneys are going to be hired uh that money is going to be used to hire a social media coordinator, digital media coordinator, and a new spokesman for the district attorney's office. It's also going to be used to hire Fred Akshar's wife as executive secretary to the district attorney. And here's a blast from the past. Jerry Mullen coming in as a consultant. So that's that's what you're doing. This is what Fred Akshar has already done. He's he's taken positions and changed them over to non-law enforcement positions, uh, jail guard positions. So this is, you know, uh, he was on your show uh, when he ran for sheriff, Bob, and he said something. You, you asked him why he wanted to be sheriff, and he, he said, uh, as I recall, because it has a $41 million budget. So... <laughs> They like to play around with our money, and you're going to see, you're going to see uh, this district attorney. God bless his heart. Uh, uh, you're going to see him go back on virtually everything he said, and they're going to blame the radical new city council for the crime in Binghamton. And let me tell you something about these young people on city council. They're going to get bamboozled. Here's what's going to happen to them. The same thing that has happened to other councils. They're going to sit there, and they're uh, they're going to, uh, and it, some of them will back down almost immediately because they'll be confused by the corporation council. The corporate, well, we can't do this, or we can't do that, or that's against the law, and under New York State law, blah blah blah. And they're going to back down from anything that they told their constituents they were going to do, and they're going to be worried about fitting in and their newly uh, minted political careers, and they're not going to deliver. Either you remember the last time, and this is the last I want to want want to point I want to make. The last time Gover uh, Democrats had control of council, you remember uh, uh, the late Tony Massar, the the, and this it came out during a council meeting. Who does the corporation council represent? And the corporation council said he represented the mayor. Uh, you know, you want to talk about a faux pas. And this led to a big discussion and a lot of tumult and the city council uh, insisting that they had their own attorney. Since the corporation council said he wasn't representing council, he was uh, representing the mayor. And they tried to get a resolution through there to allow uh, the city council uh, to have their own attorney. So this, this is you, – you, and that wasn't accomplished, but this is what they're going to do. They're going to bamboozle – uh, these neophytes uh, into thinking that they 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 can't do anything when they can do everything. Yeah, no, it's going to be um, fascinating. That's why I tell people, even if you don't like 
the show for the next month and a half, stay tuned because it's going to get a lot more interesting on multiple levels beginning January 1st. So the all-new Binghamton Now. I think I'll rebrand it. Binghamton Now Plus. Coming in 2024. It's the Binghamton Now you've always enjoyed. With added content and a fresh perspective. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Reserve your new Toyota at Galt Toyota. at WNBF. Remember the call letters. WNBF. Call letters. (laughs) That mean a lot. Most meaningful call letters in Binghamton. Maybe the most meaningful call letters in New York. WNBF. At any rate, we're uh, up to Thursday, November 16th. Looks like everything is going well. Uh, here in the Binghamton District, we have no significant issues to report to you this morning. would like to find out more about one story, but I'll, I'll wait to talk about that later. Ask a few questions and maybe, maybe get a few answers. You never know. I have a couple of story ideas I will pursue later today. And, depending on the response of the people with the information, the stories could be reported this afternoon, or maybe we'll have to wait a bit. You never know, with any given story, if the people in a position to provide information will want to be helpful, or for some reason, whatever their reasons could be, if they want to, um, shall we say, make it more challenging than it really needs to be. So, we'll see. One of the stories that uh, I find interesting is uh, the transition, this big transition in Johnson City going from delicious food to clean cars. So we see a trend in Johnson City. We touched on it Tuesday when Mayor Martin Maney was on the program. We um, talked about the just briefly, it was more in passing. We spoke about a lot on Tuesday around Johnson City. But in passing, we talked about the all-new Splish Splash Car Wash that uh, is planned over uh, near the Oakdale Commons, Harry L. Drive. The L is silent for savings, Harry L. Drive. So anyway, uh, as... As uh, expected, the crews have uh, moved in 
And there it goes. And if you haven't seen the video by now, I commend it to you. This is uh, a happy, happy, and very professional wrecking crew taking down the legendary Friendly's Restaurant in Johnson City at 561 Harry L. Drive. So you, there you go. See for yourself. Every video is worth at least 100 words. And this video is... Um, I think it's remarkable. I'm fascinated when, when some of the buildings around here that connect with us, and for some reason, say restaurants or taverns or bakeries, whatever, certain types of businesses that have been part of our lives when when we see them torn down such as the the friendlies the last friendlies restaurant that operated here in the Binghamton area when you see it actually being taken down with such enthusiasm and professionalism then you know times have really changed and you can tell you know, who wants ice cream kids when you can have a clean car Now, if I was going to run the new car wash, I would offer a free ice cream cone. A free small ice cream cone with every wash. So sort of to keep the tradition alive. I think that would be... I'm not saying forever. I'm saying maybe for the first 30 days or something. Sort of uh, an inducement, an enticement. Sort of a way to show... We're a friendly car wash. Wouldn't that be nice? Johnson City's friendliest car wash. They might do it because there is car wash competition nearby. Maybe, if we're lucky, you can get a free ice cream cone when they open up the all-new Splash Car Wash. Get your car splash clean. That would be... uh, Actually, I don't know. They may already have a slogan. It's a big uh, company. The company that runs Splash Car Wash has uh, units in several states based in Connecticut. As you probably know, they recently, not too long ago, acquired car washes in Vestal in the town of Shenango. So they're on the move. On the move. And as I say, if you haven't seen that video of the um, people... This is not one of the, it's not the usual suspects. It's not the group from Vestal or from Binghamton doing the demolition. This is um, a Cortland-based outfit that came down here to uh, eradicate the uh, blight of that red roof building. So finally, finally, (laughs) the abandoned Friendly's Restaurant on Harry L. Drive has been removed to uh, clear the way for car wash. I don't know when the car wash will open. I would think the car wash will open probably in time for spring. Who knows, probably late winter. That would be good. It doesn't take too long to build a car wash. So, I must say, so cars really, cars really need to be washed in uh, February and March. All that wintry gunk that tends to accumulate.
It's 929 at News Radio, WNBF. Yes, the story with some pictures and video is available for you at WNBF.com. I'm Bob Joseph. This is Binghamton Now, 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, and always available on the free WNBF app.